Hello and welcome to the Circle Path. This is Adam and my beautiful wife Alicia. Hello. How are you? Fabulous. Well, we have an awesome show and great guest for you guys tonight. Yeah. Her name is Connie Willis. You might know her from Coast to Coast AM or Blue Rock Talk TV. Pretty cool. Very cool. Very, Very cool. Yeah. She's been she's been around for a while. She's she's involved in all things paranormal. Just generally an awesome person for coming on and and is awesome. So um Connie, you there? I am. I, I was gonna let you continue on with all those nice words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't always hear them, so when they're happening, you're like, just blow, that blow, is, let them go. Absolutely. <laughs> just how, kidding. So how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um hanging in there, making things happen and and getting involved in a whole bunch of really cool things and uh all things, you know, fun, exciting, outside of the box. Okay. All that good stuff. Cool. Well, we're we're really excited to have you on. Thanks for coming on. And thanks for inviting me, you guys. That's great. The Circle Path and they by the way are Blue Rockers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Brand new, brand new. We we got to see the uh the recent bigfoot friday yeah so that's all you've gotten to see so far right yeah. but did did you go back in the archives yeah we, we i did check a, check out some yeah we we've uh as time allows you know right i get it and i'll be adding so much more i was doing uh youtube it was, i was doing it all on youtube originally and uh, made that change so to a membership site and so all the back stuff for like three years backdated with some really great people I'll be throwing up there in the archives as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I saw a few, few like real big names, Travis Walton's on there and yeah, <laughs> there's some really cool names on there for sure. Yeah. Great people. If you run around any of these groups, you know, you're going to run into those people and, uh, and they love to be on shows. So absolutely. Yeah. So they'll be on the circle path soon enough. I, we hope. We hope. <laughs> <laughs> I'll refer you to them. How's that? That would be great. That'd be awesome. There, there you go. There you go. So, so um, I guess let's start with, um, like your. Uh, <laughs> she's trying. Sorry. She's got a bunch of questions for you. Sorry, Connor. Oh, <laughs> so, all right. Okay. <laughs> well, why don't you why don't you start? Why don't you start? No. Okay. So. <laughs> You're making us all nervous. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm How a little long have y'all been married? <laughs> We've been married uh, almost two years now. Oh, um, okay. Still uh, happy. That's good. Still smiling. No. Um, we've been together for a long time. <laughs> we've been together for a long time, but yeah. I'll, I was going to say, it sounds like you've been together for a long time, just yeah. the way you guys were working it, and then you said <laughs> the other. So, well, congrats. Oh, thanks. Thanks. So, um, do you want to just start by telling us a little bit of background about, you know, your experience in the paranormal? Like how you got started. Like well, you, you know, it, it actually started way at the very beginning. I, um, you know, you don't have a choice, right? When you're in this world, I don't think. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that those of us that are really into this have had experiences themselves. You know, you can tell the people with the passion, it, it's, it's us and, um, you know, they stay with it and you know, if they're going to be true and blue to you because they they want you to be genuine as well. Uh, and it's the people that haven't experienced it. Or have and can't believe it yet that are still in the fence on uh, is it or is it not. But the very first uh, thought I ever had, very first thought, very first vision, I guess, was uh, kind of strange, but 
I was, it was as though I was floating down from the sky with two things, one thing on my right and one thing on my left that was, I just remember white and flowy and it, it was more, um, of a animated see-through cartoony kind of look, not like cloth or anything. And, uh, I remember getting these messages within, you know, a word shot at me and saying things like you will always be. And the message that really came out besides you will always be was, you know, Hey, you're going to be here. And then you're, you know, don't worry. You're going to go on and on and on and on again, you know? And, uh, as that was happening, I'm going right toward this little bitty kid that's holding some sort of uh, stuffed animal. I'd say the kid was maybe three or so. And I saw a family off to the left. Everyone else was older. And um, it so happened to look like what the top would look like of the first house I was ever living in. And uh, it looked exactly like it. So to me, it was my soul being carried down by something, angels, aliens, whatever it was, um, putting my soul into this little kid. I know that sounds crazy, but that's just the description of it. I don't know what it was, but that seemed to be me consciously going down. So I know that takes away from all sorts of things about, well, your soul is there when you're born or when you're conceived, whatever. But that's what I remember and uh, it was exactly the same house that I lived in at that age. And then the, um, so that was like my first memory. But I've always been, it just seems to be that, uh, I'm not really sure of the first house, but we moved when I was about four and a half into another home. And that home was 75 years old at the time. And there's, and they did all this remodeling. And uh, anyway, it was a haunted house. <laughs> there was something in the house, constantly looking over me at the bed and, you know, being in the basement or on one side of the house. So I'd run onto the other side. So once you're kind of into that and you cannot get out and you don't even know anybody else's house is any different, right? Cause you grow up like that. You don't know any different, but funny when you start having slumber parties, um, you start recognizing that not everybody has that. When you start telling those stories, you're like, oh, man, oh, <laughs> what yeah. did I just do, <laughs> right? But then, um, um, you know, I remember that when I first went away to college and I was in a dorm freshman year and it was at UK, Go, go Big Blue. Um, it was like we're, the we're first Buckeye night I slept here. in Kentucky. What, 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 what? So, what sorry, we were saying we're, we're, we're Buckeye fans up here. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, sorry. So, you know, being from Kentucky, right, you cut go big blue. But uh, I do remember when I went to the dorm and lived, uh, you know, the first night after freshman or becoming a freshman at school, the, the night I or the morning I woke up, I was like, oh, my gosh, I I slept. <laughs> what's going on? And that's when you start realizing, oh, because that spirit that goes that whatever in the house always kept me up. I rarely slept. I didn't want to sleep. You know, I was hidden under the covers. I was this little kid scared all the time, but I finally got my first night's sleep in college. Um, oh, but then, you know, you get into other things at that point. At least I did. I got into UFOs and, uh, you know, and that, you know, in the alien world, but I really went toward the alien part of it. I had met Dr. David M. Jacobs as well and interviewed a whole bunch of people because my whole world was radio and television. And so 
doing the UFO thing, you only get so far. And this is something David had taught me as well. He said, you know, I studied UFOs. He said, really, all you do is hit a bunch of brick walls and, you know, you see lights flying around in the sky. He said, I wanted to know what it was all about. And he said, the only way to do that was to go inside the ship. And the only way to do that is through, you know, going and talking to those that claim they've been on ships. So that's how he, you know, and then he hooked up with Bud Hopkins at the time. And, um, you know, he did a ton of alien abduction, uh, um, hypnosis therapy sessions and for years and years. And he got all this data. And if you ever get the chance to read any of his books, do they're the best out there, I think. Uh, so I really believe in his theories and thoughts and what he's come up with. Uh, so I got into that. And then after that, remote viewing, because these guys know everything about everything. And and then, um, you know, I'm giving you just a look, you know, as basic as I can just to get to what then, you know, there's all these different genres all together. And what happened to me is I said, you know, these things, they're starting to tie together. But I never really thought how tight it was until I was working with some people that were doing some of the first internet type um, networks. And this one was called Paranormal TV and Paranormal Something Else. Uh, and it was headed by Mark Victor, who was one of the writers of uh, – of um, Poltergeist, right? Oh, wow. The blockbuster hit. He was one of the writers there, so he was putting that together. So I was lucky to work with him. And he was like, get all these documentaries. We need all these paranormal documentaries. I'm like, all right. You know, so somebody brought me a Bigfoot one, and it was amateur. And, you know, he's all Hollywood, right? Special effects, one of the best movies out there, part of Spielberg with that. And, and he went on to direct a couple of them too. But, you know, he didn't like uh, what was coming out, right? These amateur videos or films and documentaries. And I said, look, you're going to have to add something to your platform. Here I am, you know, little Connie talking to, you know, this big dude in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> look, they're not all going to be wonderful. People like YouTube now, you know, you are you can get away with it. And uh, I, I just said, you, you need another platform for amateurs because those are the people that are going to be tuning in to your uh, network here. So, uh I don't remember what he ended up doing, but um, uh, that's what got me into the Bigfoot world. And so that was something I never thought I was going to ever get into. Never even thought about it. Never even thought about it. Just never crossed my mind. But I ended up going to where these people did their stuff, and I had activity that first night. So, um, But as I was interviewing the people that day, I started seeing how all these things started relating and so that's how I got tied up into that. And now what I like to do is pull it all together and see how they do relate, see all the similarities. So there's your answer to that question. Small story short. Oh. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> that's that's quite, the, quite the story there. Yeah. yeah, it keeps and it doesn't stop, thank goodness. It's yeah. so fun. It's so fun, though. I mean, who wants to talk? I don't about angry politics. I don't, you know, there's Absolutely. enough people doing that. Absolutely. This is incredible. So, um, so you talked a little bit about your remote viewing, you know, your remote viewing background. Um, so I've done a little, little research on you. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Creeper. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was internet creeping. Um, oh no. <laughs> so, so you were, you were trained by Lynn Buchanan and he was part of Project Stargate, right? 
Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. My uh, basic course was uh, Lori Williams, who was uh, taught under Lynn how to do the military uh, remote viewing, which is very different than some people's remote viewing. But he was strict about it from Ingo Swan, and uh, so she taught basic, then he taught the intermediate and advanced, and some other ones, and then you know also took more of her later classes too. So yeah, and, but he was he was part of Project Stargate. He was the guy that could use his mind to. To zap things. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Definitely. So and he's one of the nicest people in the world, by the way. You would have no idea that he was that guy. Really? Wow. Yeah. So so he he taught he taught uh controlled remote viewing or was that um like associative remote viewing? There's a few different types, right? Yeah, he he teaches the controlled remote viewing, which means basically that's gonna be the military one that Ingo Swan put together. Okay. Uh, if you ever hear remote viewing, if they say c controlled like CRV, then you know that it's going to be that strict one. Um, some of the other ones get lenient on it, but it's really about being um, focused. It's very much about putting the facts down only and no interpretation, uh, which is, you know, sometimes a lot of psychics, they'll, they'll be right on what they see, but they don't interpret it correctly. So it's all about not interpreting. <laughs> um, but yeah, but he also did, you know, but he could also teach as well. And he, he does associate and, um, extended and, uh, you know, all the other ones that go in there too. Okay. There's some I've never even heard of before. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, wow. So, so, um, I guess another question would be, what is your, like, what's your, what's your best target you've ever hit on with, with the series? Ah, okay. So I know remote viewing is pretty cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Have you done it yet? Have you tried? So, so I've, I've tried and been wildly, uh, wildly unssuccessful at it. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't, I haven't had Lynn Buchanan or anybody teaching, but like <laughs> I've been, I've been reading books, right? So. Oh, okay. Whose books have you been reading? Uh, so I went on, um, I can't remember. I can't recall the guy's name. Um, the the other guy that worked with Lynn, um, he's like a real famous, real famous one. Oh, is it? Well, is it like Paul Smith or Paul Smith? That's Joe Monocle. Oh, was Bo it Paul? Both of those dudes, yeah. And both Joe, okay, and Joe, and a yeah. um, whole bunch of them. But uh, well, they're both very good at it. And, uh, I mean, Joe's like the number one dude and Paul is a great teacher of it. I don't know if Joe teaches it anymore, but, um, he'll tell you, you can do it in five minutes. In fact, all of them will tell you, you can learn to do it in five minutes. It's just the rest of it is like the master plan. It's, it's a martial art. So once you start getting other tools and tools and tools and tools, you can really boom, 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 nail it in. However, you can get that first vision in five minutes once they teach you what to do. And, but it's all on paper. CRV is all on paper. Military is all written down. Um, but it's really your conscious and your subconscious just do not talk. And they teach you how to have them talk to each other because okay. your subconscious knows all right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. It's really cool. So my best target, uh, Hmm. <laughs> They're all so fascinating when you do one because one time I had went back into time into an area of Finland before people were going to go inside and have this like uh, uh, music type ensemble happen. And you saw, and it was like, it was long ago. 
in Finland and it was cold and there was snow out and there was, um, it was in the evening, but there were also people smoking outside the building, people inside the building, some of them uh, playing their instruments, you know, getting preparing for the show, other people starting to come in to go to the show. And I was absolutely there. I heard all the sounds. I felt the cold. I knew exactly where I was standing when they later showed me the picture. Wow. And every one of these types of things were like that. I knew I was where I ended up you know, going back to the target afterwards. So you could see where you were, the feedback. And I knew where I was standing. It's crazy. Uh, I can tell you the most significant one though. And that was when I had pitched up my backgrounds, television and radio national stuff. And so I was pitching a show. I had a show to pitch on remote viewing and Mark was actually Mark Victor, the guy of uh, Polder guys, he was actually, he sat on it for a while, but the first person I gave it to before meeting Mark was, um, and it was right after I did Lynn's classes was, um, his name was Jeff Sagansky and is Jeff Sagansky. He's one of the, he used to be president of CBS, NBC, one of the founders of Sony and TriStar. Listen at me like dropping, these are all the names I can drop. I've <laughs> oh, got a handful of them, but, um, uh, it was really just to say, you know, here I was wanting to pitch something to somebody. Somebody gave me his information and said, look, he loves UFOs. He loves this type of stuff. That's the guy to go to. So everybody apparently was going to him, but I did. And he, he gave me a phone call and, and he called me from France and he said, Hey, this is Jeff Sagansky. I saw some of your stuff. Let me know next time you're in New York. And I was like, I'm going to be there this weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Right. <laughs> So anyway, when I, when I did pitch it to him, he really liked it. And we were, you know, we had eaten and then we went to this like lounge kind of area where a lot of people are in it. And it's, you know, one of them New York cool things. And there's a lot of people in it and people were drinking and talking and, and all that kind of thing. It wasn't dark, but he had said, well, you know, I like this and we can move forward. However, let's see you a remote view. I'm going to get you something and I want you to you know, tell me what I picked out. Oh, I was like, no, I'm like, I'm pulling in Lynn Buchanan, Joe McMonagle, Paul Smith. I'm bringing in, you know, Laura Williams, all these great people to do the show. It's not me. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm a newbie still. And he's, <laughs> he said, I don't care. And he had me, uh, he went and found a magazine and pulled out a picture and, um, he said, okay, go. Now I'm in, I'm sitting, I don't have paper, pencil. I'm on a, sofa with one of the biggest people in Hollywood I've ever met. And, uh, then all these people in New York, you know, drinking talking this loungy area. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And I got to tell you to me, God was right there with me. And he threw, he kept throwing this face at me and I'm like, Oh, I'm no good with people. Cause you're usually good at something. I'm, I'm no good with people. So I start trying to doodle and draw and he's looking at me and I know I'm off and, and this face keeps throwing itself in me and the eyes were really crazy looking. They were just like, there was nothing to them, but it was vibrant. And I said, I just threw everything down. I said, you know, well, at least I know you liked it. Uh, so let me at least say that. I know you like my show and all this happened and this is great to meet you. But I said, 
all I can see, and I said, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not doing this procedure properly, but all I can see is there's this face looking at me and the eyes are incredibly intense and vibrant, and, but I can't figure out what's behind it, but they're just intense. And he looked at me and I looked at him like, I, you know, somebody just popped my balloon or whatever. And, and he looked at me, I thought, here's the biggest guy ever, my biggest shot ever. And he looked at me and, and he opened up the magazine. And I think out of all the magazines that were there, there was only one that had a picture and I am not going to remember who the rock star's name was, but it was, uh, I think it was Janis Joplin actually. And it was just a picture of her face and with these eyes that had no, message from them but they were vibrant and just staring a hole back at you wow, wow. So, yeah i couldn't believe it and i and i think it was on a it was on one of her albums or something like that and i could not believe it when he showed it to me too he just had this big grin and he goes okay let's do it we never ended up doing it because it said on mark victor's uh uh desk somewhere i don't even know where it is now but uh oh that's a shame uh, man that should have came came out for sure What's that? That should have came out for sure. The, you hit it right on the right on the right on the nose. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it either. It felt so good. But you know what? You got to trust it because that's what happens. It'll flash into your mind. I think you know we all have it, but it's taken that flash of that image, and then uh, being able to stop it, go back to it, see it again, pick up the colors from it, pick up uh, you know everything about it. Okay. And you get better and better and better and better and. Wow. That's what remote viewing pretty much is all about. But that was my most significant moment, probably ever. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's a, that's huge. Talk about an audition, man. Yeah. That's even tougher. You know? It's like, <laughs> no, let me do a song and dance here instead. <laughs> like everybody's having a great time. You're like, oh, <laughs> I know. Like, oh, give me some of that bourbon you got over there. Anything, right. help me, help me. Glass of milk, anything. But uh, <laughs> no. that's uh, that that's the story. Penny girl, come here, come here, come here. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. She does that, you know, uh, just no periodically. <laughs> okay. If you listen to our recent episode, we had quite the issues with our dog over the past weekend as well. So. Yeah. Oh, I love it. They're the best. <laughs> I'm like, um, so I woke up to dog poop. <laughs> oh, nice. It's like, that's that's a like gift. yeah, it's like the greatest way to wake up when you lay in your bed and you're like, mm, yeah, I smell that. <laughs> Was it on the bed? Oh, it was all over the floor. Oh, <laughs> oh, like, oh. it's going to be a great day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, my first question, dun, 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 is Bigfoot versus Yeti, who wins? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> wow. What a question. So I don't have to say one or the other. I can give a reason, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. 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 Head to head. So, <laughs> What? Head to head. Who's winning? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, mm, so it's not be, not the label. It's just, well, you know, they're the same. They're the same, right? So I think Bigfoot. So. Yeah. So Bigfoot is, uh, they call that the B, the B word, the people up in the Pacific Northwest for the most part that I know, they all call that the B word. Do not call Bigfoot Bigfoot. That's demeaning. Uh, Yeti is pretty much further away, right? Where it's really cold and snowy all the time. Uh, and it all depends on where you are. Uh, are you politically correct like that when it comes to uh, Bigfoot or, uh, you know, you call it Sasquatch? Uh, I, I don't usually use the word Yeti, but I'm not in those parts of the world. But um, I like Sass and Bigfoot and, uh, you know, the hairy man, hairy people. 
I like that. Yeah. Uh, myself. But, you know, when I, where I first saw them was in Alabama. They call them boogers. Uh, I hate that word. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> no, it's not. It's I'm like, they're like, we're going boogering next week. I'm like, what are you talking about that you're so excited about and proud of? That does not sound cool. <laughs> and by booger, you mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were like, like, well, it comes from boogeyman. I'm like, oh, oh. well, that makes sense. Okay. I kind of I like I like boogeyman. Yeah, yeah. So that's how they got booger. Well, boogeyman came from booger. All right. So uh, <laughs> most Did that answer your question. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna go with Sasquatch wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But really, Bigfoot. I use the word Bigfoot more yeah. than anything because most of the audience out there knows uh, Bigfoot over all of them. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. So Bigfoot. <laughs> so most <laughs> badass cryptid. Like what what's like the most badass? What is uh, hmm. Well and why so far. <laughs> and why? So far for me, uh, would be Dogman over the Bigfoot. Because now, even though a lot of my friends would say, Oh, they're, you know, they're teachers, they're this and I'm not I'm not saying they're not, but I've also heard people say some really vicious things about them where they, um, I think they actually called them lichen droids or lysen droids. And they talked about them being very, very vicious. In fact, some people think that's what the missing 411 is. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're, you're referring to the David Polides books and everything just for everybody that's listening. Yeah. Now I don't think that about them. Um, because, well, I don't think that about 411. I think 411 is, I think that's ET. I think that's aliens lifting them up <laughs> and deciding to drop them back off or not at all. I, I, I would agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I probably. agree with that too. Yeah. And I think when they find like shoes and clothes and stuff of these people that they've been looking for for a while, I think when they find them, a lot of times they find them all nice and neat, put together in a package. I think that's the Bigfoot that it done that so that they can say, Hey, we know what you're looking for and who you're looking for, what you're trying to do. Here's what we got for you. And I think they may have found it along the way and, and put it in the place of the pathway of these people that are looking at one point. Oh, I, I never even thought about that. That's- yeah. Well, that's what the Bigfoot are very, um, much where they're there to help you kind of thing. You know, a lot of people think it's total love. Other people will say, no, they have, they chased after me. So I think they're individualist for sure. I think they all have their own personality, but for the most part, it seems like if you gift them, that's a big thing in the Bigfoot world. You, you gift them things and they'll eat it. They'll take it with them. But usually if it's not an edible type thing, you'll see that gift back again one day on the pathway that you're taking that you didn't even know you were going to take that day. Oh, like they would gift it, but they re-gift. Isn't that a terrible thing? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. We all do it. We all do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so on, on the topic of, of Sasquatch, what, what do you think that Sasquatch is? Do you think he is more related to the primate side of things or more of the paranormal type, type thing? Well, I... The very first time I ever went, uh, it, again, Alabama, they had, um, we, we went into the area looking for, I guess there was maybe five, six, seven of us 
that we're all going to camp out for that weekend. And as we went to find a clearing, to make a clearing, as soon as I got out of the vehicle and we were in all this brush and, you know, deciding if we we're going to tear all this down and put the, put the campsite there in the base uh, camp, I got a, what, I wouldn't call it mind speak at that point. I would call it a thought placement. And I got it immediately as I got out of the vehicle I was in and was standing around looking because I felt like I was being looked at. And I actually felt like, I actually thought I saw like three of them in a pyramid type shape with their heads up. Um, and I mentioned that to my friend. He goes, oh yeah, you probably, they are probably looking at you and they would be in a stance like you're talking about. I thought, man, I think I've already seen them. But the very first thought placement I got was they are highly advanced and they are everywhere. And that's, you know, at the time I didn't know what that was, but I thought, wow, where'd that come from? But I knew that I knew that what I got was real, was true. Okay. Yeah. That makes it. Yeah. That makes sense for sure. Like I, I, I've never been to like, you know, searching for Sasquatch, but I would assume, you know, it's probably some kind of paranormal lean, leaning toward paranormal, I I would guess, but and I, I don't, I don't know, you know, I mean, they're amazing. They are highly advanced. They can, I think they can turn you off and on as a, as a person. I think they can turn your emotions off. Um, I think they can, if we're all in a, in a room together, us three, I think they can have, they could talk to me and shut you two off and I can hear them, whether it's mind speak or even out loud. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I think they can pinpoint it. That's that's wild. Yeah, and I think they do, but I don't know what they are. I have no idea. Some of me recently, because you know, I do so much with uh, Sasquatch Journey. Yeah, uh, Inger and Tony, they're the best. Yeah, they are awesome. <laughs> they're awesome. Shout out to those guys. Yeah, they're they're awesome. They take me to their places, and uh, uh, soon enough, I'll have some too. And well, I, I got to take him to one of the places somebody else took me, and that was Jason Frank, Dennis Fall, all these great people, taking me to wonderful areas. Um, and we're all becoming closer friends and doing neat things together, but, um, it's, uh, it's an amazing type of world. We all get different thoughts and feelings, but we also get the same ones too, but we always trust each other along the way. Now, I don't remember where I was going with that story. So that's why I'm sitting here looking forward in my head, but <laughs> I'll let you guys no problem. throw it back at me. So, so. I, I, I guess, I'm, I you guess. You forgot too. <laughs> squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I get distracted. Like, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get into other things with this stuff, but, but they are, I, oh, this is what I was going to say after doing so much of that. I think they might be, um, I think they might live underground. I think we are surface people. Like, do you think they live in caves and. I, I got to tell you, as highly advanced as they are and personalities that they have and sense of humors that they have and they want to prank you and they understand if you're a good person or not, they understand your intentions. Um, these are all my thoughts. But I think because of that, I cannot imagine that they would just be living as smart as they are without any type of uh, something else to stimulate their mind. So I think they come up here on the surface from time to time. Maybe those are all watchers, 
that are making sure you're not doing anything weird or what you are doing. I don't know, but I think there's got to be some incredible cities down below. Maybe they come in through caves and out through caves, but I think it's got to be amazing because I don't think they are just going to be down there, you know, you know, I don't think that (laughs) at all. They're too smart. They are. Um, so a question, a question that I have, so I know you're a radio host, so what's the strangest phone call you've ever gotten and did it make it to air? And the reason why I'm asking you this is because I know that you did some with uh, Coast to Coast and that was one of my first radio shows that I ever started listening to regarding the paranormal. And there was a call on there by a man named Oscar and he called in a few different times and it just freaked me out because I think he was supposed to be devil or something like that and and so i'm like in my car it's late at night i'm like freaking out listening to this oscar guy talking and so i don't know why i still remember his name i mean it's been like 15 years and i'm like oh so art bell yeah so i'm like i'm still thinking about oscar yeah it was art bell and um so he called like several different times and so the reason why I'm asking you is because of this guy. I just can't stop thinking about, I'm like, where is Oscar? Like, what's going on with Oscar? <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't think Oscar's gotten a hold of me yet. I don't know. I don't know. I might change his name, right? <laughs> so you, he could get through. Um, so the craziest call that I got. Did you ever hmm. get one that you're just like, oh, that just felt really uncomfortable or, you know, like weird. I can, I can tell you what was really uncomfortable, but it wasn't a caller. It was, uh, the guy I was interviewing and it got pretty bad. I didn't know what to do. It was, um, is it Peter Nichols? I'm going to mess up his name right now. I always forget. I've always forgotten it after what happened. (laughs) He was with the Montauk project. Oh, okay. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Is uh, it uh, Preston, Nich- Preston Nichols? Or? That's it. Preston, Preston uh, Nichols. Yeah. yeah. It was Preston. Okay. Nice guy. Incredible story. Right. Do you guys know the story of Montauk and all that? The boys? and Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've heard it. But, but okay. please, please, please continue. But yeah, let everyone know. So it's basically the Montauk project where, um, uh, I guess, you know, you hear different stories, but it, usually it was a blonde and blue eyed boy. And they were all teenagers and they were taken in and a lot of things were done with them. And, and, uh, they were working on their minds and trying to, uh, brainwash them and have them do what they want them to do at a certain time. They would say a word and it would trigger them or, you know, there's a whole bunch of different stories, but that's kind of one of the angles. And so (laughs) I'm interviewing him about it. And I, it was my, I've been at coast, I guess, five to six years now. And it was one of the first shows and it happened, it was the first year and it happened to be on Valentine's night. And so I was talking to Preston and I had him for the interview, I think the full four hours, cause I knew he knew, you know, knew a lot about it. I think I did. Anyway, I was really looking forward to this because, uh, very, you know, one of the most interesting stories out there. So he was talking about how they had all this different technology and, Alien stuff was happening too and blah, blah, blah. But there's a way to influence people. And that's what it was all about is influencing people to do what you wanted them to do at any given point, even with a trigger word. 
So, uh, you know, I knew I was going to get into that. And this man could have told me, I could have asked him anything and I already knew the answer. Okay. I already knew everything that I needed to know. I, I knew where to take it if he went here or there. I mean, I, I, I knew every answer he was going to say that I asked, even conversational, like I like to do, mm-hmm. but I never knew this answer was going to happen. I said something about something and he goes, Oh, well that has to do with, you know, how people can, how you influence people, how, how that works. And I knew I was going to talk about that, but he said, uh, but we'll talk about that later. Now that's one of the, one things as an interviewer, as somebody that's done this for a long time, I don't like when people say, oh, but we'll talk about that later. Like they have the script. Well, at that point it's like, oh no, bring it on, you know, cause I want them to be conversational, not do a list <laughs> or a monologue, right? right? You can go to a conference and get that at the podium. <laughs> you know, this is a con, this conversation that no one else has ever had. Right. So, right. so, uh. He starts giving me the answer, uh, but you no. Know, or he says, you know, we can talk about that later about the influence. I said, no, no, no. Look, go, go ahead now. And he goes, are, are you sure? I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Let's don't wait till later. Oh, well, okay. You're the boss. And he starts telling me how they would influence these guys. And he said, this is the at least one of the ways. He said, this is this is probably the best way. And I'm thinking, this is great. I'm getting the answer early on. This is awesome. Where is it going to go from here? And he starts talking about it in a way that I probably can't really say the things he had said at the time. But he was basically saying that you get a guy to orgasm. And when you get him to orgasm, that's when you can say whatever you want right at the same time. And you'll get anything. Now I'm thinking, you know, a joke at first of, ha ha, that's how women can get. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> where I went. Like, I'm man, like, what can I get? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not my show. It's this is George Norrie's show, right? It's George's show. I'm just part of uh, his little people in the house. You know, this yeah, is his yeah. home. This is where he speaks. And so this guy says that, but he says things like. Yeah, we were, we were, me and this other guy were testing this. And so we had to test it in a room together, you know, kind of this, this oh, is the man. setup and he's telling me how they're doing it. And he was like, well, you know, he and I knew what we needed to do. And yeah, and we looked at each other and said, I'm not a homo and you're not a homo. So, okay. He's saying this on the air and I'm like, oh my gosh, what do oh, I do? No. What do I do? What do I do? And he starts talking about it, but he says it in technical terms, doctor wise, you know, he says, you know, everything as you would if you were a doctor it wasn't slang that he was using that i would have to you know they would hit the delay button and pull somebody else on right (laughs) no everything was said right i think the producer in la i think i was actually in um kentucky or uh philly when i was doing this show and that I don't, they were kind of waiting for me to say whatever. And I just thought, okay, as he was telling this, he used all the right words. Um, uh, so I went, okay, he's using uh, doctor term terminology. Okay. This is all going through my head as he's saying it. And I'm going, holy cow, holy cow, holy cow the whole time. And I know I can feel people laughing or their, uh, their mouths dropping. And I'm going, okay, well, it is after midnight as well. Okay. It's after midnight. <laughs> We're all adults here. All right. So I, I think all this can, he's telling me, he's telling me exactly what happened and that we all want to know that. <laughs> so 
It was horrible. And I said, well, well, it is Valentine's Day. And so we can't talk about romantic things. Like, you know, I threw whatever out I could. It was awful. So that was the most, uh, I didn't know what to do. And now, you know, friends that have heard it, they'll laugh every time they see me. Oh, I'm not a homo. You're not a homo. They, that's their joke. I'm like, oh, stop. Because it was really, it was really tough. I had no idea. In fact, I remember talking to George Norrie about it. And I said, I said, George, you know, the thing is, I knew every answer he was going to give me. But not that one. Not that one. <laughs> That's part of the fun, right? <laughs> now, women, all you guys, all you women now know what to do. <laughs> I want the secret that car. <laughs> That's how I get stuff. I mean, <laughs> TMI. Good for you. <laughs> I'm like, if I do this tonight, then no. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> TMI. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You better. <laughs> one, uh, R. I guess that's kind of R nowadays. It's not a big deal. <laughs> you know, isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. I have like this whole list of like, I'm like, man, I'm a really crappy interviewer. I'm realizing. <laughs> I'm just like. No, throw them at like, me. I'll be shorter if you here, want. Here's I'm my sorry. Like, crappy little list and, of uh, questions. Um Hold on. Let me I'll take a look here. <laughs> I think it's always fun. Yeah, what people want to know, it's fun. Um, oh, here's a good question. Uh, do you carry uh, investigation equipment around with you, even if you're not an investigation? Do you, like, stash it in your car? Like, so if you think something kind of strange is going on, you can just, like, pick something up. And, like, what what kind of items would you have? Yeah. And thank you for noticing that I investigate as well. It is my passion. And I, and my background is TV and radio. And so to marry it was just my dream. And so doing that is fun. But a lot of people, they just think I'm radio or TV. They don't know the other part. And then when they know the other part, you know, it's all like, wait a minute, you're not credible. I'm very credible. This is the truth, man. You can't get any more credible than people like us. Right. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. It's the way it is. But uh, yeah, you know what? I have got a ton of equipment and one thing with, with the studio work, you gotta, you gotta have equipment and you guys know that cause you have it. But when you're out there and something happens and you're not ready and you're just, yeah, just kind of twiddling, you know, your thumbs doing something and, and these things happen, you got your phone right there. My iPhone is the best. That's, I, you know, long story short, you just basically need, you know, Need a phone. phone. <laughs> I know. Like, what do we do without phones? <laughs> yeah, it's great. A nice selfie stick really helps uh, to get that smooth. I want to get a smooth. You know what a smooth is? You know, it's like a selfie stick, but it's got that gyro stuff going on. It's oh, always yeah. smooth yeah. when you move it around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, what's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Well, you guys do the podcast thing, right? So you haven't gone on location or anything? No, well, no, 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 not with the podcast. No. Yeah, we've done some yeah. ghost hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a Bigfoot. Yeah, seriously, we we, we want to go down. You know, you love it. Yeah, we want to go down for sure and do it. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a lot of fun. You'll learn so much, and that's where you'll you'll start getting all the similarities and things like that. But, you know, I'd take all this equipment, and it's fun because even with Sasquatch Journey, even with uh, Jason Frank and uh, uh, Dennis and all these other ones. Now, Dennis Fall had some really cool stuff too. Uh, You'll be talking to Tony soon enough. He's going to tell you all these really cool gadgets he's got. And he does. He has them. Um, And everybody pretty much does. But you know what? When you're out there, the gadgets and the devices don't work anymore. Everything shuts off. And so you can't use them anyway. 
but you can always grab that phone and at least call somebody later or afterwards because you can't use your drone uh, anymore or any of these other things. Uh, but that's, I have found that the one thing, if I have to just grab one thing, that's it. And maybe the selfie stick, the phone and the selfie stick. Okay. So, so what about, so like K2 meters or anything like that? Do you, do you carry those type of things out for Bigfoot searching or? Interesting enough. I never thought of that with them. I've always thought of that, you know, ghost wise. Uh However, uh, one of the times that I was with Sasquatch journey, that's what Tony pulled out when we were in, uh, their TP that we call cathedral. I think that was the first one we tried it in. And I thought that was just so cool. I thought, wow, I would have never thought that here I am always looking at the similarities, but I didn't think about it with devices and things like that. So we have since, uh, you know, I thought that was really cool that Tony was kind of marrying the two like that. And, um, uh, we got, you know, we got some blips and stuff like that, but, uh, shoot. And these last shows I've been doing on, on the road with Connie, which is part of the blue rock talk TV. That's what we did on the last one. That's the one you got. Did you get to see the live investigation? Yep. Yep. That's right. Okay. (laughs) The guys with the, uh, the guys from Waverly Hills were down there, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Ernie Pack and Denise, they uh, are part of uh, Pac-Man Paranormal. And they, uh, you know, they were out there looking for a ghost and uh, they met Bigfoot. And I thought, well, this is great. This is great. Now people can, you know, also start putting them together. And and they were saying some things were ghost-like. And, and they are if you're in the ghost world. That's what you think. But then they're also like me and Tony and Ingrid all look at each other along the way, like, ah, they're talking about a Bigfoot and they think it's something else. And, uh, so now they, they're going Bigfooting in the future. <laughs> I think they already went last weekend again. That's awesome. I think it's, it's so kind fun. of a natural progression too. Cause I, I agree. Like, I agree. You're absolutely. In your what about you? you know, you're in your house. So it's like, that's where you're starting to experience some yeah. like strange things in your house. And then, you know, you really don't think about the Bigfoot until you know, you meet people like you (laughs) and you're like, Oh yeah, there is like this connection. Yeah. And the funny thing is they're like all over Kentucky and all, and the one, uh, big, big researched, um, habitation, even though it was with Dennis Fole, he doesn't even say it was a habitation, but he says, uh, uh, you know, he was like the first person. And I think so far the only person to get paid to research, this habituation situation where, uh, this lady continued uh, to feed and it was in Kentucky to feed this Sasquatch. And I guess it had a name. I can't remember it right now. Um, but pancakes. So they called it originally the pancake house. But then when, uh, Erickson came in, now they call it the Erickson project because Erickson, he gave money for the research. And it was like, gosh, like $3 million or more back then. And it was a while back. Oh, wow. But Dennis Foles, you're, you know, he's your guy to go to. He's a really neat guy. One of the nicest people ever. And, uh, he did, he was the one who did that research and that was, you know, he's, he's one of the guys that you go out there and he's got a ton of devices and they're cool. Cause he, he's like the one who designed a lot of these, uh, ways to capture stuff. So it's a lot of fun, but yeah, I think you. I think you're right. It's a progression of going from this to that to this to that. That's, that's how it was with me and you guys. You guys were doing the Black Eye Children, 
Now here you here you are circling, doing like me, trying to pull it all together too, right? Yeah, so absolutely. you guys did the same thing. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of where we're at right now. We're just like this. So in that, okay, so we had some, you know, some ghost experiences. I, I had some kind of different experiences as a child. And um, so I've always been interested in the whole ghost thing. But then, you know, my husband, he's he's he likes a lot of different things. <laughs> so then we're like, we're just kind of like marrying it all together and marinating it. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, that's a yeah. good word for it, right? <laughs> like if this, then that, then what is this? Is this all the same? Like what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and I'm surprised too. Uh, I, well, I think it's a good thing because when you go out to these different situations and you do have all these different genres behind you. Um, it really does help pull things together and it does uh, guide you in certain ways because, you know, most ghost people are ghost people forever. Most UFO people are UFO people forever. Most alien people are alien people forever. Alien abductees are the same. You know, they don't even, UFO people don't necessarily believe in aliens, by the way. Right. Yeah, that's true. Because like the UAP phenomena or the UAPs, they call them, right? They're they're not necessarily referring to aliens. It could be it's just unidentified aerial phenomena. That's it, right? Yeah, they're not. Uh, they don't always think that there's an alien behind them, and yeah. that blows my mind. But yeah, I, I I just think they're one in the, the one in the same same like. It, there's their ship and then there's an alien like yeah that's in the ship there's but. a little black-eyed child in there i think because i gotta ask oh. you guys i think black-eyed children are little grays you know with a hoodie on yeah so so we were talking about that too yeah we were kind of speculating hmm, what is that like makes the to, most sense right because they say they're always little or in like a hoodie they're you know hiding in clothes they're always tiny kids and so, they got giant black eyes. Yeah, yeah. So, so, okay. So, since we're on this on that subject, so what do you think about the the story out of Pittsburgh over the last few days with the babies crying outside of outside of doors? And that was kind of what prompted us to do the black eyed children episode, right? So, people are hearing crying babies outside of their doors, and it kind of you know the the cops are going to investigate. And they're not finding anything, right? So and, that kind of prompted the whole the whole idea of black eyed kids for me because you know people are they try and get in your house, right? That's that's their that's their you know that's what their motivation is, right? So um, what, what's your thoughts on that? Well, um, thank you for telling me that story. There's so many stories out there, and some yeah. people always don't you know this one? No, I'm sorry, it just happened right next door. Ah, oh, sorry, I'm I'm dealing with one over here right now, you know, in my face. So, um, you know, right? Yeah. So, um, from what you described to me, well, the funny thing is, when we just did the last show, Ghost Hunters meets Bigfoot, they were going to hear a crying baby in an area called Cry Baby Holler. Okay. And right. So, so that's where they were going and they believed it was, you know, from this baby that had been killed years ago by this bridge where crybaby holler is. Now they call it that obviously because they, uh, people hear that crybaby and there's that story or that baby crying. And here's that story 
of, uh, you know, there was a baby that died. There is a cemetery there. The baby's in the cemetery. So that's the baby crying that you hear. Well, again, this is where they ended up meeting Bigfoot and having these great Bigfoot pictures and uh, hearing them breathing and hearing them uh, close by. And then later, you know, they saw when they went on our investigation, they saw the actual figure. But everything they talked about was Bigfoot sounding. And then even when they said the baby crying and cry baby holler, because the Bigfoot does make those sounds too. They make sounds to where it sounds like a woman being raped, a woman screaming, a baby crying. You'll hear all these types of um, descriptions from people, what they've heard. And I've heard that too. So when they said that, I thought, wow, that could be Bigfoot. Now, here you're talking about crying babies and you're relating them to uh, black-eyed children. Well, what if it's a bunch of Bigfoot out there doing that? Uh, and I'm not saying it is, but it could be, it could be. Definitely and could be. yeah. And I do know of stories where the men in black would do what you were saying, uh, or they'd knock and try to get in and they'd be, you know, like aliens, but they were looking like men in black or something. I've heard that with some people. However, yeah, I, I don't know. I think if they were little grays, I don't think they'd have to knock like that. I know. So my question is, why is it when they are knocking that you have to ask to come in? So what do you think the purpose is behind that? So, I mean, we're trying to speculate, you know, does that mean they're trying to enter your consciousness or inhabit your home? Like, what do, what do you think that means when they're asking you, can we come in or I want to come in or... That might have to be – well, Lynn Buchanan had said that there are four different types of ET. Even though there's a variety of them, just how, who knows how many. But he said there's four types. And he said one is nice and they um, they're, um, they can use telepathy. And one group is nice and they can, they do not have telepathy. And he said, and then there's mean ones with telepathy and then there's mean ones without telepathy. And he said the worst, obviously, are the mean with telepathy. So I'm thinking if anything's knocking at a door to try to come in, first of all, the other ones I think can control you, stop you, get you to go answer the door without you even knowing it's happening. They could go through the windows. You know, they can do things that we can't. And maybe that beam of light is what, moves the molecules around or something, you know, to where they can go in and out. And that's their doorway, which I think it is, but I don't know how it works. But so if they're knocking already and they can't get in, they're asking permission, then they're certainly not something that has any powers to get in. Mm -hmm. Right. That's my thought. Yeah. So I, I think that's just playing out creepy. If that's the case, if they're knocking and there's something weird I know. I, I, you know? <laughs> I know. I'm like, is this a demon? Like, what is this? Like, what, yeah. What? I think demons can also go right in. They don't. That's what's weird. If they're knocking, they can't get in. They're not going to ask you permission. Right. So I'm like, well, what is it that they're actually asking for? You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're actually asking to come in. Like, what are they asking? I don't Have know. Have they knocked at your door yet? 
Because <laughs> that door is getting slammed. <laughs> <laughs> And then we'll know, hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully you'll live through that one. (laughs) That's like my worst nightmare, by the way, isn't it? I would think so, too. That's that's creepy, for real. Like an alien abduction is like my absolute terror of my... Oh, Oh, well, do you know who Dr. David M. Jacobs is? No. Oh. I've read his books. I know. Okay. Look up his books. Look up his books. But but (laughs) he's got... um, If you go to his website... First, he's got a questionnaire and you take that questionnaire and from that he will know if you're an abductee oh, in the first place. God. So take that questionnaire. Oh, you don't want to take that. My husband does not want me to take that. He's like, oh, uh, you've been abducted. It's you. You wake up with weird shit on you. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, I got all these like weird scars. <laughs> he's like, oh, it, it's you. So she's got the implants and everything, right? <laughs> Well, it sounds actually, it already sounds like she is. <laughs> I mean, I may be. <laughs> what, what's even what's even freakier? I, I, like I'm sitting there probably in the same bed while you're getting abducted, or am I am I getting abducted? Like that's, that's like, right. You got to take both of you all take the survey separately. I'm serious. I'm okay, serious, and so I want to we'll, know. I want to know the answer. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, and you, that's Connie. what he told me. When I interviewed him, he said, you know, because I said, hey, how about if we uh, do this where you, you, uh, you know, we'll do this on tape, we'll do this live on the radio or whatever. I wanted to do it, you know, and be the first person that ever had that publicized on the air in a national way. And he was like, oh, no, I never do that. I'm like, oh, come on. It's all right. It's me. You can do it. I, I allow it. He goes, no, no, no. He said, I'd give people the questionnaire in the first place. He and Bud Hopkins, if you start getting into it, you'll you'll know those names very well. Anybody into it, they already know them very well. But he said, we put this together so we would have an idea if you are an abductee because we don't want to just hypnotize and regress each person that comes up and just wants to do it for fun. He said, the second thing to this is, Connie, he said, when you find out or if you find out – that you are one, you cannot close Pandora's box and it will change your life. Even though you don't think it will, it will change your life. Uh, I could totally imagine. Yeah. By the way, I have like the biggest goosebumps ever. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not ever doing this. Yeah. You are such an abductee. I tell you. <laughs> then, then you have to choose if you want that or not. So if you really like it, you're called a, uh, uh, let's see. What is it? Uh, oh, a um. See, there's certain names for this, right? If you don't like it, you're an abductee. If you do like it, you're a contactee oh. and an experiencer. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so and that's something you <laughs> that know. Sounds like, horrifying. You these things. <laughs> you could be a contactee. <laughs> right? Maybe you like it. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want to know these things. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna go back to ghost hunting. So favorite place to go ghost hunting. You have like a favorite place that you've ever got like really cool stuff or. Uh, Well, I, it's really hard for me to do it now because when you lived in a house like that and you were stuck for that many years, you know, growing up until you went away to college. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I got to go study to get away from these things. Um, That's pretty much the last thing you want to do once you figured it out. 
you know, a lot of, a lot of people continue on, but once I figured it out, I was like, Oh, I don't like this anymore. Cause they like me, they go home with me. You got to get them off wow. of you. And you got to do all these little things to clear you and, and you don't, you know, the demonic ones are around as well. Um, but Waverly Hills is fantastic being from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. However, I think the hills and mountains and everything is haunted as well. Um, because there's just so many things walking around there and some things you see and some things you don't. Yeah. And it's, you can just feel them, you know? So, uh, but going into a building that you know is haunted or a home nowadays, I, I'm just not up for, even though I like doing it and I like people that will go do it remotely and I can call my buddies and go, Hey, you know, you want to do this? And they're like, yeah. So I love it. I like being afar, just anchoring those shows. Uh, but you know, you want to, you want to get some stuff, go to Waverly, uh, up in Philly. It was, uh, what Eastern state penitentiary. Mm. I think that was what it was called, right? Yeah. Up in Philly? Yeah. Oh, we right? love to go there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you guys. Well, I live like three blocks from it. It's like, you, it's huge. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Waverly's huge. Yeah. We, we, we actually had a chance to go to Waverly. That was, that was, uh, quite the experience. I had a shadow person come run up on me and uh, yeah, it was, it was wild. That is crazy. Yeah. But have you, have you yeah, had but I usually stay away from that. <laughs> I've been to them all. <laughs> they follow me. Yeah, one of my questions for you was, would you purposely buy a haunted house? But I'm going to guess no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll go not. visit it. Well, you know, here, and here's something interesting, too. I don't know if you uh, guys know uh, Ron Moorhead yeah, uh, or his yeah. wife, Carrie Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do? Okay. So Ron, Sierra Sounds, uh, you know, he went and got all these incredible sounds. And everybody loves him. And his wife is is Carrie. And they had showed me some areas up in the Pacific Northwest. I stayed with them for a while. And it was really neat and fun. And they were not really close to where all the activity was. I was a little surprised. And, you know, they took me to another couple's house. They're right in the midst of it. So we stayed there a couple nights so we could see what happened, being right in the midst of it all. And there was a house next door to them for sale. And we were like, oh, my gosh, this house. It was gorgeous. It was beautiful. It was for sale. It was right next to where this other couple had all these amazing – oh, I'm so sorry – has all these amazing, amazing experiences happening constantly. And it was huge. It was 12-foot tall uh, just and huge. And this guy saw it all the time. And you could feel the fear from this guy. You could feel it when you're outside their home. And I thought, man, this would be a great house to buy that was next door. And she looked at me because she and I were peeking in the doors and windows, you know, see how cool it was inside. (laughs) And because it was definitely, it was a high priced one. And she said, oh, I wouldn't do that. I'm like, what do you mean you wouldn't do that? You're married to Ron. Come on. And, you, you know, and she said, oh, no. She said, we can come visit. We don't need to have one coming to us every day and every night. And that brought me back to the haunted house. And Mm -hmm. I went, she's right. She's right. Get away from it. It's like a part of me is like, yeah, that would be really cool to like. And then there's that other part of me that's like, why would I ever want that? Like, 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 because it doesn't go away. I know it doesn't go away. Like, mm. Uh, we've got enough problems here already. (laughs) Oh, oh no. (laughs) We, we, uh, I think we brought home a shadow person from Trans Allegheny. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's kind of kind of a problem around here, but wow. Is it the one that looks like Spy versus Spy from Mad Magazine? Uh, it, yeah, sort of. It's it, yeah. It's it's got the got the. I don't, I wouldn't say a hat, but like you know, it's 
you got you've had an experience with it, right? So I've not actually seen. Well, I I if I saw some shadow thing once before uh, when I was a kid in that house, but it wasn't in the shape with the hat and all that. It was you're gonna laugh. You know when you when you cross the street and you see that white pedestrian light. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. It looked like that. It looked like one of those bodies. Oh wow. Yeah. I was like, what is that walking, you know, by me, <laughs> but it wasn't with the hat. And I, people equate that was pr- with pretty evil stuff. So did you feel evil with that shadow, man? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it it, it yeah. felt very ominous. It felt very uncomfortable. Wow. Yeah. I mean, after we came home, there was a lot of things that happen around here. I mean, like um, our dishwasher and our refrigerator all went out. Our stove went out. Our car that had like less than a thousand miles, like they couldn't find out what was wrong with the electrical system. Like, I mean, it was just like, Woman, you are a contactee (laughs) or an abductee, and they are coming to you, and maybe it just looks like a shadow man. It was like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? Oh, man. Yeah. And then there's that. Adam, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling you. There's that part of me that's, like, very drawn to it, too. Like, that, the one place that that was very uncomfortable, I always want to go back to it. It's like why? Wanna, why are we so drawn to things that make us so uncomfortable, or we know that are bad for us? You know, because you you want to know who you are. Yeah, and that's who you are is something like that. I know. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with that because that's why you got that passion and you're you're wanting to go back to those areas. At least that's what I think. I mean, you know, who am I? But I know that I've done that. You got to follow what that fear is, right? I agree. A hundred percent. So, I mean, so how do you handle people that don't believe in the paranormal? So, you know, how do you approach that? I mean, we're all interested in it. So we all talk to each other, but then you, you're always going to be around people that are non-believers. So when you have that conversation, like, how do you, how do you handle that? Um, when they look at you like you're just a nutcase. I just, you know, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've had that happen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So if weird. you do that so on weird. first dates, it's, uh, <laughs> in fact, <laughs> back one of my really good friends had said once before, stop telling them on the first date what you're into. I'm like, yeah, they said, yeah. they said, just give it a few more dates. And I'm like, well, if I don't like them, they're hearing it immediately. Exactly. <laughs> Save it time. And they're gone. I don't have to worry about it at all. Right. <laughs> but you know, when, when people don't believe, I, I think that, and this is, um, you know, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's one of my thoughts. I think that when you come here, you, you, you know, everybody's got their own little destiny or their plan of attack. You're getting on a, you're getting on planet, uh, the ride called planet earth, you know, and, and, uh, you want to experience something and you know, this ahead of time and then you forget it as you come in, uh, you know, this is just a possible scenario. And I think some people have experienced it before or are already, you know, involved in it in some way, somehow, and uh, we all we're all here for different reasons, and there are so many people that have they don't it's not even on their radar. They don't want to talk about it. They don't care about it. It doesn't matter if it's real or not. Even 
uh, they just don't want to go there. There's been times where I remember sitting on the beach on Longboat Key and I was looking over to the left of me and there was a mom and a dad and little kids and they were building sandcastles and mom was saying something like, all right, we're going to have lunch. And, you know, I could see bologna sandwiches or peanut butter jelly and milk and Kool-Aid and all that kind of stuff happening. And, you know, they've got this whole world in front of them of school and this and that. And I thought, you know what, I, I can't even go there anymore. I can't, you know, once you see something and then you see something else again and again, your whole world is different. It's just Mm -hmm. a different perspective. And I just would think that that, even though it's special and nice and family and all that, I would have seen that as, wow, it's still kind of a little humdrum to here comes a Bigfoot walking your way and here comes beams of light on you from the sky. Right. You know, just a different you know, we're all here for different reasons and maybe we are the pioneers to figure out what, you know, what all this stuff is. I just want to know who we are to it all and who God is and what the universe is and, you know, just what, what our role is to all of these things as humans. Absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah. Cause some of me, some of me, when, when you do run across a Sasquatch or beams of light or all these other things, Dogman. Uh, which I don't know if they're vicious or not. I've just heard different stories. But the one that I saw seemed to be, he didn't try to hurt me. But I, you know, I don't know. Well, you know, what's it, what's it, what's it all about? That's what I want to know. You're just trying to find the answer. You just yeah. want an answer. Just like you. Just yeah. like both of you guys. It's in you, right? It is. We're just struggling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, I guess we won't take up much more of your time, but um, I guess the last and final question I have for you is, what's your favorite uh, paranormal-oriented podcast that you listen to regularly? Well, I don't I don't listen to one, um, oh, okay. except your all's now. All so. right. So there you go. So we're your favorite Pat. then. Huh? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> there it is, y'all. There you go. There you go, everybody. And you know what? You got the coolest uh, icon there. I love it. I love it. Who did that? Uh, th- that was me. That was my handiwork. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm looking to get a different one, and so maybe your ideas <laughs> oh, all right. awesome. can help. Can you do another one without having to mess up your own? Uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I love it. It's so, so cool. You've oh, got cool. everything in there, you yeah. know. It's it's oh, ghosty. Thanks. It's alienish. It's uh, it's all sorts of things there. It's cool. Cool. Thanks. So, uh, you you want to you want to tell the audience where you where they could find you again and, and all that? Yeah, yeah. So I was on YouTube, and a lot of people go there. And I am, you know, Facebook and all that. You'll find, you know, my stuff. But um, and a little bit of Twitter. I'm not really good on that, but I try. Um, what I did is, uh, I decided to do my own membership site because it's called blue rock talk Earth's most interesting conversations. And, uh, you know, it's all sorts of different things. And I was doing something called Bigfoot Friday and far out Thursday and some other shows, but those were kind of the ones that were really, you know, kind of become classic quickly. And so I put together a membership site because I could not continue to do this for free. I was going under. <laughs> I was like, well, I got to buy more equipment to make this work or that. And so I had learned about live streaming as well with a membership site. And so I went ahead and did that. And now it's an app and it's uh, Blue Rock Talk TV. So I have Far Out Thursday 
and Bigfoot Friday. And then I also have what's called On the Road with Connie. It's a project where I take you to creepy hotspots that my buddies know about already, and we keep them secret unless there's, you know, some reason. Like Waverly Hills, you know, we could say that, but uh, we keep it secret so the relationships can continue with the strange entities that they experience. And I take you virtually camping three to five nights, live chat, live streaming, and uh, whether it's an all-night investigation at a ghost hunt type thing, which you can really only do that one night, then everybody's exhausted and they're done. But when you go camping Bigfoot-wise or UFO-wise, you know, it it takes a little bit to pull them in sometimes. And, uh, uh, you know, just broadcasting live from there, whatever your signal can do, because some of these places are high in the Rockies or deep in the Rockies or, you know, other place, Smokies, things like that. But, uh, uh, it is fun and everybody is interactive and participatory and it's uh blue rock talk TV. So I hope that people will go there and join. It's, it's nine 99 a month. Sometimes I'll throw out other specials, but I kind of did a Garth Brooks thing where, you know, he was able to charge people a whole lot of money to go see his concerts, but he said, you know what? I want everybody to go. So he lowered his prices down to like $18 at one point instead of uh, the 60, 80, and 90, and 100 and above stuff at one point. And I remembered that. And I actually had this at $24.99 because, you know, you got to have gas and you got to have a car and vehicles and you camp and you got to get food and you got to do all this stuff. Uh, So you need the extra money. But I thought, you know what? Let me kind of do the thing where we can lower it to 999 where everybody can do it. I just need to get more people. <laughs> so, so going out for the hunt of people as well. So it's pretty new and I appreciate that you guys are blue rockers and blue rockers are in the know. Yeah, absolutely. that's what we're all about. So did you guys have fun? Was it pretty interactive? Like I'm talking about? And oh, we, yeah. Yeah. We loved it there. Everybody was real work welcoming there. We, we met a lot of people on there already. I mean, even we've only been members a couple of weeks now, so it's, it's been awesome. Oh, I'm I'm happy to hear that because that's what I want. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. And Ural's is all now. I'm on the circle path. I love it. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah, we love it too. All right. So um, I guess that's it, right? All right. On coast to coast, uh, February 9th. All right. Who, are you gonna have anybody? Who, who are you having on? Um, I know of one, but we're not confirmed yet, so I better not say anything. Oh, yet. okay. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> Shh, it's a secret. Yeah, okay. Well, you'll have to tune in and find out, folks. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But I do hope people will join me too as a Blue Rockers and and become exactly what the Circle Path is. And I guess when you guys do that with you know now that like I'm following you guys on this, am I a am I a pather? What am I? <laughs> you're on the path. Yeah, you're on I'm the on path. the path. Oh, there you okay. Go, yeah. I like it. We're just doing circles. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are awesome. (laughs) We're getting a little dizzy here. (laughs) Making it work. I like it. You guys sound great together and you sound like you're a great couple. And I appreciate you guys putting me on your show. So Uh, thanks. Well, thanks for coming on and, and you're welcome to come on anytime. Excellent. All right. Well, you know, jot it down for tomorrow night. We'll see you then. All right. Talk to you later. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks. Thanks again, Connie. And uh, go visit her at Blue Rock Talk TV. Thanks, you guys. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Is that it? So I can say goodbye now? Yes. I don't. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, you guys. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you. See you.